0: Here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise.
1: Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody. Blaine Nurse won't be here again this week. We'll have him next week. Um, We're glad to have him back. He was pretty sick there for a while, but... Well I'm glad to have him come back next week. If this is the first time you have joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and um, women gain control of their lives. Tonight's topic is a single mother and her son part two. That is with Lynette Lynette welcome back to the show Thank you john we're great. It's great to have you back, Lynette. you know tonight's show um is going to be a pretty just an open question. If we may to you, Um, Ed, I'm going to let you go ahead and start the first question. So, you know what? Before we do that, Lynette, could you give the audience a little review of who you are and the little background of what you went through so they'll get caught up?
2: Well, uh, my name is Lynette, and I was a single mother um, with my seven-year-old artistic son. We were homeless for about nine months um, prior to me um, moving into my apartment and um, just the struggle that I went through as a single mother and um, being out on the streets sleeping in my car and not knowing what was around the corner for me or what was the next day would bring um, just was really a challenge. And I'm glad that because of God's grace and mercy, he brought me through this and I am here to help anyone else. And hopefully this message uh, touches someone's heart that may be going through the same predicament as me and just to let them know to never give up.
1: You know, I, especially for a mother, I was a child out there and being homeless must have been a very scary thing. Um, being out there, I'm sure it would be bad enough for just being a, a guy out there and being scared, but with you, with your child, and have to deal with that, Can you? was there a lot of people that was always running around late at night, and were you worried about that, or can we ask you, what did you do at that, that time?
2: Well, I definitely, number one, I stay prayed up um, each and every day. I pray without ceasing. There were definitely a lot of people wandering the streets late at night. Um, Sometimes I would nod off and wake up and someone would be walking by or passing by, and it was just a scary feeling because um, you can wake up to uh, someone standing over you at your door trying to break your window or um, just anyone just with cruel intentions. So it's, it's definitely a scary feeling
1: man oh man and you were out there again you said nine months
2: nine months
1: wow okay um you know what i do have a scripture i'd like to read because you said about god's compassion and his grace and mercy is that correct absolutely it brought up psalms 103 verse 8 to me it says i'm going to read out the niv and it says the lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in love so did you you felt that out there with the lord huh
2: absolutely um, there was no one there but god um i don 't know if you can if I can draw a picture in your mind of you just being alone, like as if no one hears your voice, no one cares where you are, no one would know, even if you were living or dead tomorrow, and that feeling of loneliness um uh, just can. Just crush a person, Uh, individual, um, especially one that is trying to make it with their son. Um, It it was a struggle. It was definitely a struggle.
1: You know, uh, most people would say, well, why don't you go back to your folks house or some family or relatives? What would you say with that?
2: I felt that if I could not make it here, I don't think I could make it anywhere.
1: So your family live here in the state? Or is no, in, okay. my
2: family is um, all in Texas. All of my family is in Texas. Um, I just have one brother here, and um, we're not very close, but we do speak from time to time. But I wanted my own life, and I wanted to uh, do things for my own self, and <laughs> I felt like God would give me the strength to do that, the compassion, the love, the grace, and the mercy, and that's exactly what he did.
1: Absolutely. Now, most you know, and I hear this quite often, well, all they knew need to do is get a job. Is that as easy as it sounds?
2: No, it's not. It's not as easy as it sounds, number one, because you have so much on your plate already being homeless, and trying to find a job and making sure that your child is going to school and let's see where we're going to stay tonight and where is my next meal going to come from. And I think, you know, you know that you have to make money to survive, but it's just like one more thing added to your plate.
1: I can definitely see that. And, you know, because we have a lot of – Uh, people would ask they say well they need to do is just get a job but you know um you were very fortunate you had a vehicle and there's some out there that don't have no vehicle so they don't have nowhere to put their belongings at, or to lock them up but then again on the other half you had a child where they don't have a child they may have a uh a pet with them or themselves you know but that's about it but you had a child so um, was there anything that would help you, like any programs? It, would, um, it seemed like if you had a child and a single mom, they would have a program for you out there. So.
2: Um, <clears throat> there were a list of programs. Uh, uh, at that time, COVID was very serious. It's still serious now, but um, the programs were completely full um, as far as shelters and whatnot. Um, there were also... Programs, because I came from domestic violence, there were programs for that, but they were always full to capacity also. So it was just a really, it was a really hard time because you're feeling like you're taking the right steps to go in the right direction. But every time you call or try to approach someone, you get knocked down. So you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, um, folks, we're just trying to give you an understanding of what it's like out there to be on the streets. I know that you're a little different than others, too, but it's pretty much a similar thing. Ed, I know you have a question, so would you
3: go ahead and... Yeah, I was I was curious. I know the single people, when they're out there, um, usually kind of bunch together because of the safety in numbers, although that's not always true on the street, but with a child... Uh, do you have that same philosophy of uh, security in numbers? The reason I'm asking is because there are a lot of mental, mentally uh, disabled people out there, pedophiles. I mean, put it like it is, pedophile. And you, as a child, don't, do you have to be very careful? I would think in where in the group you stay with or the people you associate with is that uh, is that a problem? When you're out there?
2: Um, Absolutely. Um, As for me, I wanted to, I didn't associate with a whole lot of people. I didn't want to be in a group of people for protection. I put all my faith and my hope in God for protection. And um, I wanted to protect my son by any means necessary. So the less people that I expose him to, the better off he would be. Um, And I can elaborate on that is I wouldn't have to worry about who is a pedophile, who is not, Mm. who has bad intentions, who has good intentions, things of that sort. So we, we did not um, like entertain other people. We mostly stayed to ourselves and I just, uh, put all my faith and trust in God that he would have that hedge of protection around us.
3: Yeah Did it, uh, did it bother you th- even being alone when you were among the homeless out there that you had to keep a pretty close eye on your son? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's terrifying as a woman and you're, you're already feeling so vulnerable into this world that you feel like you couldn't defend yourself if two people were to come and attack me, I I obviously couldn't defend defend myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously couldn't protect my son, and that is something that I had to cast all those cares upon God Amen. and have faith in Him that He would not. He, his grace and His mercy would definitely just protect us.
3: Protect and us. And he came through. And he came through. <laughs> yes, as he, always, he
2: did. As, as he, he always
1: does. Yes, sir. Amen. I heard that you uh, had a verse for us.
2: Um, I wanted to read the verse <clears throat> about God's mercies from uh, Lamentations, chapter three, verse twenty two, and this is from the um King James Version. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not.
1: Amen. Amen. Now, did you have a? I think we might have mentioned that in the first program. Did we, did you have a relationship with the Lord? And if you did, was was your relationship a little strengthened since you were out there on the street? Because you know that's normal with everybody. When we have hard times, who do we call out to? We call God. And we have good times. Do we ever give out praises to God? So, I just, you know I want to kind of bring that up to the audience. Did you, did you did you get closer with the Lord, or were you already close with the Lord?
2: I felt like I gotten closer to God. I always had God in my life, but being out on the street, I felt like I got closer to him because he broke me down. Mm. He broke me down, and I had to surrender myself to God. I could not look for any help in men. I could not um, lean on my own understanding. I had to put all my faith and trust into God. And when I did that, and then as soon as I stopped worrying and stopped um, having anxiety and just overthinking and all these things that the devil will put in your head to make you feel like you're not going to make it, um, as soon as I casted all those cares upon God, miracles started happening. Doors started opening Phone started ringing. Amen. Mercy, grace, blessings, favor over my life just started lining up. Things that I couldn't imagine. I prayed and prayed, and it wasn't um, about my timing. It, it was about God's timing. It was on His timing. I wanted <laughs> an apartment nine months ago, but God said, uh, "I'm gonna see to." You, that you get this apartment, but it's going to be on my timing because it's according to my will.
1: My, you know, that's how God works. He uh, kind of breaks us down. Well, he does break us down and it's always his timing. I have never been a, you know, a good patient. So waiting, it's <laughs> like, I want to now, now, now let's get it going. It's not, you know, let's move. We, we got her, we got the team. Let's do this and let's move. But um, God does have that um, timing and he knows what the right time is. So I you do know um. What I'm trying to think is here, um, can you kind of explain to the audience um, what what it's like to be, I know that you said you're out there and you, you're worried about, you know, people trying to break in and stuff like that. Can you tell me that downtime that, you know, a lot of people are nowadays, everything's electronics, you know, there's TV watching and radio listening on the computers, on their phones and all this stuff. What was your downtime and how did you keep? your son from not excuse my my wording here climbing out the windows <laughs> i should say uh
2: yeah <laughs> thank god for parks public parks <laughs> um we did a lot of that and as he played i was on my phone with every resource that i possibly could find i entertained every resource that was given to me um, I looked for additional resources. I prayed. I listened to um, encouraging, inspirational music, um, with, which always gotten me through a lot of hard times, just encouraging yourself. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. You can't look to others to always encourage you or to uplift you. Um, you have to be able to encourage yourself in the Lord. And I did a lot of that. I prayed a lot. Um, I kept a notepad of every organization that I called. I kept a notepad of times, dates, who I spoke to. Um, Checking back, I, I just did not wait for them to call me. I checked in and I called back to make sure that they knew that I was serious about I was in need. And not only that, I was in need. I wanted to change my situation that I was in. Um, It's one thing to need help, but I wanted to change the entire situation. I didn't no longer want to be homeless, and I didn't no longer want to worry each and every day because you're just in survivor mode. You're in survivor mode each and every day is... Calculated. You don't know from the time that you wake up in the morning, um, from the time that you can rest your head at night. It's all calculated. I have to do this. Well, we have. Where are we going to sleep tonight? Where are we going to eat? Mm-hmm. You know, um, do I have money to wash clothes? Do I have enough gas to even make it to a safe location? Um, does what is my son going to eat? Do does he? Um, does he go to school feeling like you know we don't have or we we're lacking we're without you know it was a lot of things that went on in my mind but I thank God that he he kept me strong he kept me strong and
3: he brought us through it.
1: Amen on that, Ed.
3: Yeah, I was I was just reading. I was <clears throat> this may be kind of a silly question, but after having been through. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everything you've been through, Paul. <clears throat> after he had been through all of the things he went through, said, "Not that I have ever, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have." I guess my question is: is, is after having been on the street and now your own apartment and jobs and you're doing very well, enjoy your singing with the choir or with the worship team too. Uh, you. Do you feel you could make that statement, that you could be content knowing God is going to take care of you? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I <clears throat> I am more than content knowing that God would take care of us. Uh, even though I was homeless, things could have been much worse than what they were. Like you said, um, John, I could have been without a car. Yeah. But— God see that I had a car I didn't have a home but there were nights I had hotel rooms there was shelter provided there was um, microwaves and refrigerators so you can warm up food there was a TV to entertain my son from you know climbing out the windows (laughs) or (laughs) jumping (laughs) jumping all over the place and I, I thank him and Every aspect of my life, even though it's not what we want, he knows it's what we need. And um, he's always been a provider. And it's all about the mindset. I'm glad that you read that, Ed, because um, it is all about the mindset. You can be content because you know that you you have everything. Amen. It may not be a Mercedes, but you have a vehicle. It may not be a five-bedroom home, but you have an apartment that you can call home. You know, you may not wear Dolce & Gabbana or (laughs) all these name-brand clothing, but you are able to clothe your body, and it keeps you warm, and it keeps you protected. And, um, yes, I'm glad you asked that question. Very content.
1: You know, a good question is I like, and I'm sure I heard this from the audience, too, out there, but it was... um, How did, what did your son, did he come to you and what you were going through? Did he say much about it? I mean, on his, 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 you know, I know you did the best you could and you took good, great, great, great care of him. But um, could you tell him what he kind of thought about that?
2: You know, kids, (laughs) it's not easy to hide things from children these days. They are very smart, they're very intelligent. Um he asked me several questions like when we leave the park it's like, "Well, Mommy, when are we gonna go home?" Or, "Why can't we go home?" Or, "Where are we gonna stay tonight?" Or, "What are we gonna eat tonight?" Um, do you have any do you have any money? <laughs> you know, <laughs> kids they they're just blunt and they really don't know how to not ask these questions. These are things that they want to know. He knows that the difference we came from a home and now we're in the car and he's like well why are we sleeping in the car you know and i said well we're just playing we're having a camping trip (laughs) you know but you know he's like after a week now when is camping gonna be over you (laughs) know because i'm ready (laughs) i'm ready to lay in the bed and you know i'm ready to do the things that i do as a child and it was very hard but um like I said, he, till this day, he will tell me God brought us from being in a hotel to our apartment. So he recognizes that. Amen. And that's all that I can ask for.
1: You know, uh, that's the thing about it. It's, this is uh, everyday uh, occurrence out there, folks. Um, there's a lot of women who are like Lynette that have children, and there's a lot of women who don't have childrens out there and there's a lot of guys that do that. We also know a single dads out there with their yes, children too. Yes. So, um which is quite un- um not as usual as what we see with the women's side but there is. And so I this needs to be addressed to you out there. So, um it's it's you know that's why we're in here trying to break the cycle of homelessness. You know, um, I know that we have stuck, uh, you know, another person in this week. And we do it every week. We try to put two or three different people or, you know, groups, a couple of them in and into hotels. And just even to give them a night, two nights, three nights is a, a break in that retrieve. Because the first thing they said, all I'm going to do is sleep for the first two two days. And that's the biggest thing there because they they're in fear of being out there. So, um, these are things that we're trying to address that you understand when they're out there roaming around at nighttime. I'm sure that was one of the reasons too, but, um, and we're not trying to give them any way by any means excuses to do what they're doing, but what we're trying to do, we're trying to solve this problem. So if we may ask folks, if you would, um, just help us or get with your church and, Or if you like to give us a call, we are more welcome at the end of the show here. We'll give you our number that you can get involved with. Um, But anything to help out will help um, ladies like Lynette, single moms with children, and the others. Ed, you got anything you'd like to say before the show ends?
3: No, I I just want to thank Annette for coming on and and sharing with us. Uh, We deal... Mostly with just single people out there. So it's kind of open, eye-opening for us to have you tell us what it's like with children. Uh, seeing the condition out there, because uh, I, I don't know any other way to put it other than every, eh, the men out there, or and the women also, are under some kind of conditions, either drugs, alcohol, or mental. And it's bad enough being on the street. But taking a child out there and among that has got to be a devastating thing. And uh, you've come through it. And I think you're a good example to those out there that that are looking for hope, looking for some way to get out or, or, or have lost hope. That you restore that hope in them that there is help. There are people out there who will work with them and try to get them off the street. So... I, again, I thank you for being here and, and helping to share with or sharing with people to help them understand that there is help. Mm-hmm.
2: And I just wanted to say that you can make it just as long as God is on your side, you Amen. can make it.
1: Amen. Amen on that. You know, and that's what's about Amen. folks out there. Um, you know, there's we had Gina on the show and, um, and there's others out there that says, hey, if you just give me the helping hand. I can get off the streets and I can make myself a better person. And I think that we get stuck in our mind frames that they don't want to do that. All they want to do is have alcohol or drink or, or excuse me, or do dope or whatever that may be. But, um, that's not a lot of cases out there. I've been doing this for quite some time and I wish I had enough money and I wish I had enough places to help all the people, but I just don't. And the resources that we do have are pretty full and, um, pretty full right now. So, People, if you can definitely help us, we'd really appreciate it. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, um, and your donations are tax-deductible. And I would like to give out a shout-out to um, Sombreros. I thank you for Javier and his family. We really appreciate what you do for helping us feed the homeless. And I want to give a shout-out to Anna out there for helping us with Goodwill. They provide the clothing, so we really appreciate that. I'd like to give a thanks to uh, Stephen Forsyth with the Elkhorn Westland Church. Uh, we really appreciate you helping us out with the outreach of the homeless out there, too. So we really appreciate everything they do, and, um, and they are sponsors. So they know that they can give out their time, but they know that they're into helping breaking the cycle of homelessness. So, um, I want to give you our phone number if you like to get in contact with us. Our number will be 619 715 6915. Again, that phone number would be 619 715 6915. Or you can go to the website, uh, that would be cornerstone transitionalhousing.org. You can give your donation there. Well, folks, our time is ended for tonight. Uh, we just want to thank you. We pray that God will always bless you and enrich you. So as we say, good night.
0: Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise.